Today I want to talk about overcoming self-limiting beliefs. Brian Tracy once shared three points that we need to consider as we study on self-limiters. For example, when you're talking about self-limiting beliefs, that's possibly one of the worst type of beliefs that you can have, self-limiting beliefs. These exist whenever you believe yourself to be limited in some way. For example, you may think yourself as less talented or less capable than others. You may think that others are superior to you in some way. You may have fallen into the common trap of selling yourself short and settling far less than you are truly capable of. These self-limiting beliefs, they act like brakes on your potential. They hold you back. They literally generate the two greatest enemies of personal success, accomplishment, and ministry, which is doubt and fear. They literally paralyze you and cause you to hesitate to take the intelligent risks and decisions that are necessary for you to fulfill your true potential. So we must therefore challenge our self-limiting beliefs this year. For us to progress, to move onward and upward in our life and ministry, you must continuously challenge your own self-limiting beliefs. You must reject any thought or suggestion that you are limited in any way. And you must also accept as a basic principle that you are a no-limits person. We can do all that Christ called us to do. And we can do what others have done also. One time, a minister said that his mom told him, What men have done, men can do. When I was a young man, coming up from a difficult upbringing, I fell into that mental trap. The trap of concluding that because other people were doing better than I was, they must have been better or smarter than I was. See, I accidentally concluded that they were worth more than I was. I must therefore be worth less. But the problem was that this false belief held me back for years. Now, this is pivotal because nothing, nothing, nothing will happen for you unless you apply massive, consistent, focused effort on your part to make something happen. Let me say that again because that's important. The only way something will happen for you for your ministry, for your life, for your future, is that you take massive, consistent, focused effort in your part to make something happen. But you won't start on something if you don't believe that you can or that you're worthy to do so. So even if you do start, your whole heart won't be in that assignment. It won't be engaged on the project. And subconsciously, you'll find excuses to stop your progress. So we need, therefore, to understand how to apply the laws of cause and effect. See, the fact is that no one is better than you are, and no one is smarter than you are. If they're doing better, it's, it's larger, uh, largely due to the fact that they have developed their natural talents and abilities more than you have. They have learned to put laws of cause and action and effect that apply to their lives. They've put, it, they've put them into action and to work before you have. They learned it before you did. See, and anything that anyone has done within reason, you, put, you could probably do it as well. You just need to learn need to learn how to do it. That's all. That's the key issue here. For example, in Luke 6.31, it says that as you would desire that men do for you, you do exactly for them. So note that we have to do something first in order to have somebody else or something else happen to us. In Luke 6.38, it says, Give, and it will be given to you. But the part B of the verse says this, For with the same measure that you deal out, with the measure that you use when you confer benefits on others, it will be measured back to you. 
that, that I read it from the Amplified Bible. But note, it says that we have to initiate a measure in order to get back a better measure. So actually, our actions have a lot to do with our future. You can see in these verses the importance of our actions. Peggy McCall one time said this. She said, quote, Stepping forward into growth does not necessarily mean huge steps. It could be small steps, baby steps, taken each and every day. Moving forward slowly, easily, effectively, until one day, there we are, miraculously, on the top. Was it a miracle? No, but it was an intended result. People don't aimlessly and casually go out for a walk one day and wind up on top of the mountain. It just doesn't happen that way. Landing on top of the mountain is part of a plan. Being on top, staying on top, choosing to go to the top always starts with our decision, unquote. You see, where we are right now is the result of what we have consistently given in terms of decisions and actions. Now, as of today, whatever we give the future will help to provide for us either a more or the same or something better. Now, what do you see yourself doing this year and beyond? Is it important enough to move beyond your comfort level and to activate new disciplines this year? Or is it a boring picture? If it's boring, it's not God's vision because his vision for us is always exciting. It's always challenging. It's always life-changing. So let me give you several things for you to consider as you get ready to overcome self-limiting beliefs. Number one, become very aware of your current limits and mindsets. Study yourself. Listen to your thoughts. See how you react uh, when things uh, confront you, challenges confront you. Identify those self-limiting mindsets. Also, number two, be clear on what you want to fulfill this year and how this connects to your larger picture, so to speak. See, the more clearer you are, the more effective you will be. And make sure, by the way, write down your thoughts. Speak to someone else about what you need to fulfill and ask for their input also. Because when you have a witness, you're now accountable. But I, I, I want to emphasize that the more clear you are, the more effective you will be. So we need to be very, very clear and write it down. There's something wonderful that happens when you write your ideas down, when you write your visions down, when you write your dreams down. Something happens and it connects from your hand to your mind. You're able to see it more clearly and your brain and your heart and your soul uh, connects with it more clearly. Number three, check your progress every week to make sure that you're on track. That's vital. You write it down and then every week you check to see how you're doing. And number four, be flexible with yourself. Be merciful with yourself. If you fall off the wagon, so to speak, one week, forgive yourself and get back on the wagon of progress right away. Remind yourself why it's so important for you to follow the process to its completion this year. Uh, talk to yourself. Remind yourself of the finished picture that uh, you'll be able to enter into if you continue uh, the progress. And lastly, we need to relearn that comfort and familiarity isn't really our friend. These conditions keep us from doing and achieving our best in life and ministry. Every time God calls anyone to do something great, it invariably takes them out of their comfort zone and, play, and place of familiarity. If these conditions were good, talking about comfort zone and familiarity, if they were good, why would God take us away from them when he calls us? <laughs> so they're not really that good at all. Comfort actually breeds complacency, procrastination, and laziness. This guarantees paralysis of actions that would advance us to the next level. So in conclusion, God is taking you higher this year. 
he's taking you higher. So he's taking you out of your comfort zone. So the first thing you need to consider is those self-limiters that have been affecting you in the past. It's, it not only affects you, it also affects the team around you. So this is the year to strip away these self-limiters and be all that we're called to be. This is Pastor Victor Nazario.